You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Yeah, rep the shirt, rep the show, rep the team, the paranormal investigations. Mr. Mikey Bowser, welcome back to the podcast. And it's a show of extraordinary events where we don't know because the points are made up and it doesn't matter. Precisely. How's 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 it been? I guess I should say we haven't talked in it seems like ages. I know. I mean, besides Facebook chat uh, here and there, it's it's been a while for sure. Uh, Things are going well with the team. Uh, we actually did our first uh, investigation as the new team at the Grand Midway Hotel. Got some great uh, evidence. We'll go through and uh, probably release a documentary on that location probably sometime next year. Dumb question. Any paranormal stuff happen? Uh, no. I mean, we just kind of hung out and, you know, had a pillow fight. That's uh, that's what we're making the documentary about. <laughs> I was about to say, did you just talk about all the photo shoots you guys do or you guys? I mean, the poses, bro. I mean, who's taking the photos and what camera are you using? Is that a Canon? Because I'm looking at the thing. I'm like, yo, that's like some professional photography. Because like, I'm upset that we have all this technology and I still can't take a wonderful photo of the moon because it comes out like dog shit, like a smudge on my lens. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we only did one photo shoot. I know you love to bring up the photo shoots all the time, but we only did one. And Make uh, a calendar. Actually... Make a calendar. I want to see you as the month of December because that's my birthday month. Okay. Okay. We might make that happen then. <laughs> no, it's actually uh, our my teammate, April, her uh, daughter-in-law um, did, the, uh, did the photos for us. And um, yeah, she did a great job. Even though I'm horrible, I just look like a chubby fat kid every time I... I take a photo. It's it's horrible. But you like to sport tank tops like all the time. Like I think, what was it? Last week was the first time I wore tank top in like ever. I just, I'm not a fan of them. Um, It's not that I think it's like showing off. It's just, I don't like it when I can see your shoulders. I just, there's something about it. Even when a girl has their shoulder showing, I'm like, I feel like the Taliban where I'm like, put a gown on, like cover up everything but your eyes. Like, I just, <laughs> I look at that like, oh, you, how could you? You got the, got the, got the shoulders exposed. Like it's going to get, <laughs> and getting sunburn on your shoulders is never fun. I mean, it's oh, just, yeah. it's a pain in the ass. I'm like, just cover them up. It's like when you get sunburn on your back, you just want to lay on your stomach all day and pray to God, no one touches you. <laughs> Dude, I just rock the tanks. I mean, I got Wookiees under my armpits. I don't care. You know, it's uh, it's whatever is comfortable. Wait, wait. When we're sick, like not a tattoo of the Wookiees, but like Wookie as in you have a lot of armpit hair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just rock it, man. Is that, I'm married. Who cares? Is that better to have that? Like, I don't see that as an issue. If I see a dude with huge armpit hair, I'm like, that's fine. But if I see a guy and he's got so much hair on his body that he's like, he's wearing a sweater. I'm like, that is, I just, I, I would hate to have that genetic. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I remember I used to work at a grocery store and uh, my dad's one friend came in and he was wearing a tank top and he's just, I mean, he, he looks like Sasquatch. It's disgusting. And he started talking to me. And then when he left, the cashier was like, who is that? I was like, oh, that's my dad's friend. She's like, man, he is really freaking hairy. 
was like, yep, yeah. <laughs> I was just watching. So I guess if you got it, I mean, you might as well flaunt it, you know. I was watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and they were quarantining, I guess, because they were trying to keep their vocals pure. So he's like, we can't come in contact. And then he, infections, not even the pizza guy. And then Frank just goes, it's the hair. Hair's what brings in the diseases. So he shaves his whole head off with like a, one of those barber knives, like the close cut yeah, ones. Yeah. And then he just starts looking at everybody. And he's like trying to shave them. So he starts, he literally shaved his whole body and starts rubbing around in Purell. And he's like, the hair, he goes, I must be pure. And then at, the doctor has to give him something because he like all the Purell, they had to get it off of his skin. And then the doctor was like, well, let's get to work. He takes off his lab coat. And he's just got hair everywhere and frank's just <laughs> eyes just go huge i'm like that'd be that's the worst thing like if you could pick anything in the world like one thing you you want to have like added to your genetics and one thing you would hate to have oh man um because it's the only way it's going to be true is like whenever you get something there's always a very very good positive but then there's always that side effect like hey we're going to yeah. cure your acne but you're going to have anal bleeding for three years you're like jesus <laughs> Well, if it's only three years, I mean, that's sacrifice worth it. I mean, I'm 35 and I still have acne everywhere. Nobody even looks at like those old commercials. I think it was Activia. Not Activia. Not That's a yogurt. It's another one. Proactive, I think it's called. But yeah. if you listen to the side effects, have you ever heard of the side effects on those commercials? Oh, no. They whisper a list of them like at the end. So you it's, don't pay attention. I Googled it. It's not normal. Like it's. It's like bleeding out of your eyes. Um, chances of getting more acne was the first one. I was like, well, that just eliminates <laughs> what the product is kind of there for. But then it was like uh, testosterone or estrogen or hormonal like uh, mischanges and stuff. So where it won't be, per I guess, producing as much. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then it just keeps on going like bloody diarrhea. Please call your I'm like, oh, my. And they do. How do they get away with telling you it so fast? That doesn't make any sense to me. I know. The, the best is uh, the radio commercials that have the stipulations uh, real quick at the end. Because uh, at least on TV, they say it real quick, but they at least have it on a screen, like telling you, like written down or on the radio. It's just like, and then it's done. It's well, like, oh, okay. Even when they show it on the screen, it's moving so freaking it's, quick. It's, I'm yeah, like, it's very small too. Could you do it like how they do it at the stock market where it tells me I just lost a bunch of money when it just goes at the bottom of the screen nice and slow? Or Star Wars it and just have them floating through space. Like, not, yeah. that, it's 45 minutes of the intro basically to Star Wars before you get to the actual film. Why can't I have that with my side effects? I want to know if I'm going to grow a third arm out of my ass. That would be very important. <laughs> to figure out but i'm like i don't understand how i man i just i saw that commercial i was like man they're running it fast like a dude at an auction just bidding off horses i'm like what are you doing like <laughs> i want to know if my eyes are going to bleed i want to know if i'm going to grow a tooth out of my forehead that sounds like something important yeah definitely <laughs> yeah i think i mean it's it's bad marketing if you have it the, the slow crawl like on star wars like anal bleeding Death by a third toe growing out of your forehead. But I'm hooked. If you said it like that, I'm hooked. I'm already going to buy the product because you have this like Morgan Freeman going, you're going to have rectal bleeding for at least 24 hours. I'm like, I'm fucked. I don't care. That's the best commercial I've seen. Yeah. If you throw Morgan Freeman in anything to do a voiceover, I mean, it's instant sold. I just, I him or the sham wow guy. If you had the sham wow guy come in, like, and you're going to have anal bleeding, like, 
all right, well, maybe, maybe it'll be all right. Then. <laughs> I, it's like, I love the energy, but at the same time, that guy is in prison for a very long time. Yeah. Didn't he like beat up a hooker or, or something crazy? Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I can't remember the huge part. There's a bigger part to that story. I think he, oh, a stripper bit his tongue, I think. Ah, yeah. Like, Why well, I was on cocaine too, I think, or, or something. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense if you if he beat her up first, then there's an issue. But if yeah. some chick bites off your tongue, I'm like, all right, look, it's like OJ. You know, he was out front. He had his hands behind his head. He was waiting for the cops to come. He knew what he did. And it was like, now if she would have, what she cheated on him, there's the reaction. I'm not saying what he did was right, but I'm just saying it makes sense. You know, dude snapped in the heat of passion and killed a couple. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 You have to keep it there. I saw your Mr. Rogers video and I had the most fun watching that. I don't, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, he got the cardigan and everything. And it was even better because it was shot in a very poorly, dimly lit basement. Oh, so yeah. I was like the creeper vibe set in hard. I'm feeling <laughs> Buffalo Bill off this. Yeah. I mean, that's my fight club basement. That's where I, I work out and do everything. So I thought, hey, if I'm going to be extra creepy, it's definitely going to be in here. Unfortunately, I don't have a well in the basement to, you know, keep people in and, uh, and do the Fred Rogers skit, but you know, maybe we'll find an even creepier basement next time. Because okay. I, I'm going to tell you now, I'm working on a new documentary for the Bel Air Demon House, and Fred Rogers, or I should say, Mr. Bowser, may make another appearance. You got to just make documentaries fun. How many documentaries do you watch, and you don't want to sit through any of them? Like I watched the one with the Skinwalker Ranch. Have you ever seen that? Um, no, no, I haven't. Do you know what Skinwalker Ranch is? Yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, a couple of the paranormal shows that went there. Man, watching that, I don't want to say it was bullshit, but it was bullshit, dude. Like, it was just like, the guy was like, well, the weird part was like, there was a well or something, and he opens it up, and he got like massive radiation exposure from it, just being there for a minute. So they were like, that's really mm -hmm. strange. But I'm like, I mean, it makes sense. There's probably some parts on the earth that you can't go because of radiation exposure, whether it's like Chernobyl or something. I mean, there's they made a documentary about Chernobyl. That was fascinating, only because nobody really goes there. Like, yeah. and that's like, if you're going to make a documentary about like something like a paranormal one or anything like that, you got to make it fun. You got to make it interesting or you're not going to get people hooked in. I mean, if it's just the mm -hmm. same thing, like X-Files, the whole thing that they had was they would show you everything, but the actual like encounter, it would just be like all these creep jump scare type things of like, we're going to, it's, it's all leading up to the moment. And then it's a fucking commercial where the dude's telling mm -hmm. you about, you know, some type of acne cream that's going to clear your skin up and just like that and then you're missing all the side effects so then the whole time x-files is rolling you're just worried about the side effects from the commercial you just watched you're like <laughs> somebody's gonna buy that and they're gonna shit out their organs that sounds awful i saw what you did there going back to the uh the beginning yeah. of the conversation stand-up comedian style I, I like it Little um yeah i mean what what i try to do and what the group does is uh I mean, we try to be professional and go in and, you know, investigate the location and take it seriously, but you're going to have fun while you're doing it. And while you have fun, that's when stupid stuff happens. Like at the Bel Air Demon House, uh, at one point, Sean, Jen, Hannah, and I are doing a spirit box session in the basement and we're getting all these responses and stuff. And then we hear this noise and you got to remember like on the camera, there's an IR light, so you can see everything, 
But when we're doing it, it's pitch black, so you can't see shit. And we're sitting there getting all these responses. And then we hear this noise, like it was like to my left. And I was like, holy shit, what was that? And then it took a second. And then I realized, oh, someone took a shit upstairs and they flushed the toilet. And that was just the piping in the basement. <laughs> so, so you have those moments. And a lot, of, a lot of shows, I feel, will just be serious the whole time. I like to throw those, those uh, moments in there because, you know, it, it, it's something that keeps entertainment. And it, another thing it's different too. a lot of the, the paranormal shows, they do like the jump scares. Like they'll be like, Oh my God, look at that. Oh my God. But we're not like that. Like if they, we hear a bump over in the other side of the room, we're walking towards it. We're not going to run away from it and try to do a jump scare. And then it goes to commercial. So that seems like a big thing. A lot of the paranormal shows. So I guess our show could get, or our documentaries could get boring since we're not being, you know, intense and like afraid of everything and running around scared like they do on a lot of the other shows. So that's why I like to throw in the humor moments uh, just to kind of keep everyone's attention. I'm just a guy searching for answers. So I always just really want the honest shit, but I know if I hear a noise and there's like, what's the worst way to die to be hundred percent honest, you could die in your bed and with like a plate of Twinkies on your lap, or you could die by a ghost, which would you rather die by man? Cause I mean, to me, I'm a revenge type of guy. Like if you hurt me, I'm, I play to get even. So I'm like, mm-hmm. if a ghost kills me, then I got to come back as a revenge ghost. And then it's just like a never ending cycle of like, Oh, <laughs> you got me now. I got to get you. But like, that's a way to go. I mean, if you want something yeah. on your gravestone or you want something that's going to have respect is dying by a ghost or being like, you know, you, you, dude got lost in Alcatraz. A ghost killed him. It's like fucking give that guy a damn medal. Yeah. Hopefully it's on camera too. <laughs> I mean, if Donald Trump can get nominated for a Nobel Prize, I'm pretty sure you can get a medal if you were murdered by a ghost. Yeah, and there actually is. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the location. I think it's Loveland Castle, where someone did supposedly uh, get murdered by a ghost. So it, it, it can happen. It's rare. I mean. A lot of the a lot of times the worst that can happen is like a, maybe an oppression or an attachment that follows you home. Um, that's why anytime we finish up uh, an investigation, I always say, "All right, if I have any friends following me or you know coming with trying to come with me, you have to stay here. You're not allowed to come back with me. I will come back and visit you another time." So that's kind of my stay here. <laughs> Don't come to my house. You always hear about the bad ghosts. What about the good ones? Like the ones that are protect. Like how do we know that? Maybe the fact of like, you know how there's like all these like, you could basically die at any moment. So that's what they say is you can die at any moment. How do we mm-hmm. know if it's not a ghost who's just like helping all these dangers miss us? So we're just surviving. And then one day he like takes a fucking sick day or something. And that's when you die. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, uh, there is something either attached to me or my spirit box. Because I always, any any location I go to, and I was actually reviewing my evidence from Bel Air Demon House last night. And it, it, Tony always shows up, a Tony through my spirit box. And when he shows up, he, he announces himself. And then it seems like all the entities that were talking to me, all of a sudden start saying, hey, hey, Tony, 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 like it, it's crazy. And I, I, I don't know, because he first showed up in a spirit box session I did in my basement. Um, so I was working from home one day and I kept hearing rustling around. My house is pretty active. I kept hearing rustling around the basement. So I was like, all right, on my lunch break, I'm going down there with my spirit box and see what I get. And it's always like a Tony 
Caruso or Cusick. I can never Hold make on. out his last name. Is it Tony, 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 and Tony? It could be. <laughs> I'd love to say, because, like, imagine, like, 100 years from now, someone's doing what you're doing with a spirit box and something. The names they're going to have. Everybody's oh, yeah. got a damn pseudonym now. So it's like you're going to have yeah. a guy named, like, Blazer Chick 20 calling through a spirit box. It's like, when did Tony die? Do you know anything about Tony? No, I mean, I've tried researching because uh, the tiger? I, I assume what's that? <laughs> Tony, Tony the, the tiger. tiger. Yeah, he just comes in. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I killed a couple of kids and they found me and burned me. <laughs> no, I've actually tried uh, researching prior owners uh, to my house um, and there was no Anthony's or Tony's. Um, one misconception, I think, is that a person has to die at a location, which I don't think is true. Because uh, if I look that way, there's a, a mansion at the top of the hill and supposedly, and I think it, I think they retracted this, but I've heard that, that it was a hospital at one time or some kind of, uh, some kind of place where people would go and, you know, potentially there were deaths there. And then on two blocks that way is a, uh, is a cemetery. So it's very well that, you know, Tony didn't live here or die here. He could just have traveled here from another location. I got my um grandma's ashes and I, we're going to spread a little bit of them, like take a little piece and spread them and then keep the rest in the urn. And that's mm -hmm. my biggest fear is like, imagine like if your ashes are still your spirit, like it's tied to those things. So like yeah. if I take a little bit and spread it in another state, like in Florida or something like that's where we were going to spread them. I'm like, imagine if that's her fucking hand. Then she's like, we have the rest of her body here, her soul or her spirit, but then her hand is just a spirit. A, a spirit with no no hand because we threw it in fucking florida so there's just a spirit hand sitting on the beach yeah. with like a martini or some shit i'm like that's fucking terrible like that's what scares me about cremation is like if you're if the egyptians believe that your body was a ticket into the afterlife it was the 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 ship the passage whatever then if you get cremated then are you a pile of ash in the afterlife and can you feel that well i mean first off sorry to hear about your grandma buddy uh I know that's always a rough one, um, but um, yeah, I mean, my theory is that as far as spirits go, I don't really think that it's uh, necessarily your soul or anything like that. Like, I, I would assume like when someone dies and I actually have something I'll tell you in a little bit, um, a hypothesis I want to test out uh, one of the locations I might be setting up, but I think it's just your essence that's left behind. And I think your soul is like an energy that goes to either an afterlife, if you believe in heaven or hell, or it goes into another body of someone that's being born. Or if you believe in a caste system, maybe if you were, you know, an asshole, you're going to come back as a worm or something like to that extent, if that's what you believe in. But I think what we're communicating with is essentially the essence of what that person was. So I don't think necessarily like it's going to be a hand in Florida, you know, just walking around, you know, like the thing from Adam's family, like a spiritual hand. I, I think that the body essentially is an empty vessel after someone dies is my my personal opinion. Yeah, well, and I think the energy goes goes on. So the when my grandma did pass away, that was the first time I've ever encountered it like 
the the day it happened, like right in front of me, like, you know, cause she wanted to die in her house. So it was like, okay, um, we're going to do everything we possibly can. I feel comfortable that I put her in her final resting place, such as I picked her up and moved her to a hospital bed. And then eventually she just wasn't moving at all. Um, mm-hmm. but when I, like, when I saw her, like, I remember my brother warning me like, Hey, it's not what you think it is. And I'm like, what do you, th- what do you think it is? He goes, it's just, it's not, it's going to shock you. And I walked in and it was just this lifeless body, like, you know, mouth mm-hmm. open. It looked like I am legend. I hate to, I'm going to cross myself because that's my grandma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was like, there was nothing there. Like I could tell. And it, I did break down. I won't go too personal into it, but it was something where I saw it and I was like, there's no energy there. I don't, I don't sense my grandma anymore. Like there's no, you yeah. know, everyone gives off a typical energy, but th- this is what kind of has me thinking is first of all, I think hell is Dr. Strange's mirror dimension. And I was on the elliptical watching the full Dr. Strange. I spent two hours watching that on the elliptical. That's, a, that, that's burning some uh, calories. That'll give, you a, that'll give you a seizure, dude. That yeah, When yeah. he goes into the mirror dimension, my brain was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And um, <laughs> But when they're talking about like um, how like you ever see this before, it was like the acupuncture poster. And then she flips it over. You see this? It was like all the yoga posters. And he's like, I see these in all these shops. He goes, because everyone had a piece of the puzzle. But there's a bigger picture. And I think that's what it is. Like, who's to say with energies? Who's to say, you know, with religious texts, there's a heaven, there's a hell. Maybe you just, your energy goes off and you just fade and that's it. But it's so interesting to see, like, maybe it's all one grand scale, depending on what your beliefs are, is how it's going to affect you in the afterlife. If you believe so much so that there is a heaven and there's a hell, you have an, uh, an unbreakable faith for it, then maybe hmm. you when you die, your brain creates this alternate, this, this other dimension or this thing inside of your own consciousness that brings you to this spot to keep safe. You know, same thing. If you don't believe in anything, maybe you just go because your brain's like, there's no point in me creating a fall. Cause I think it goes into the point, like you ever have something happen in a day where you're like, am I dead? Like what's going on? Am I dead? is this is so weird it just doesn't feel normal it feels like i'm asleep I'm like mm-hmm. maybe like you know the way you're in a coma's brain or in a person who's in a coma in their mind they're creating an alternate reality that their brain can cope with while they're in this comatosis state maybe that's like with death maybe that it creates this thing who's just like um what's that movie john dies at the end do you ever see that movie no i don't think so there's this drug that they're taking and it like expands out their mind and creates like this weird, like illusions and like monsters. It's like touching through a, a portal and going in, like pulling all these creatures out from the other end, like cockroaches mm-hmm. will crawl on his hand and he'd shake his hand. There was nothing there. His brain was creating it. Um, but he's talking to this guy in a diner and the guy, like he was like, I remember getting, uh, you know, I was doing a news report back in New York. And then next thing you know, they're, they're, they're calling me all these uh, racial slurs and he threw me in a trunk and started beating me up. And he looks at the guy and the guy's played by Paul, Paul Giamatti, who's a white guy. Classic. And he looks at him and he goes, oh, and the guy's like, what? You think that's funny that they were beating me up and calling me all these horrible racial slurs? He goes, ah, oh, man, you're just a figment of my imagination. He goes, what? And he goes, it's a side effect from the drug that I'm on. And he goes, what? And then they open up the dude back of the dude's trunk and there's his dead body in there. And his dead body's is, is black, but is, is it, it Paul Giamatti's like, that's me. I'm dead. He goes, 
where he goes yeah but what i see right now is a white guy probably late 40s and that's who i see but that's you in the trunk so you're just a figment of my imagination and dude just fucking says what but i i'm real and then he just disappears and i'm like imagine if that mm. is like when you shatter the illusion when you shatter mm. the dimension when you shatter this like right now we're in life right now let's say you you you've spent 30 something years or 40 something years thinking that oh it's all this you know if i get hurt if i jump off a building i'll die and then i won't be around anymore then you jump off of a fucking building five stories land on your head and you just pop up like no scratch or nothing you go my brain just created this illusion and then you just fucking disappear because your mind figures itself out that you're like, Oh no, your yeah. brain was just constructing this to help you cope. But now you figured it out. And now it's like the matrix. You broke it. <laughs> I mean, it's very possible. I mean, it's uh that's a mind a, fuck. That's, a, I that's, know, I know uh, it's something like, uh, they, they say that a lot with, uh, with cryptids too. Um, like cryptid uh, creatures is, are they, have they always been here or like Bigfoot and, and some of the other cryptids out there like Loch Ness Monster, are they actual creatures of evolution or did enough people believe that it, it was there and believe in Bigfoot and Loch Ness that, that it actually manifested based on enough people believing in it? Um, that's definitely a theory um, kind of ties into what you said. My greatest belief or concept of what everything that we go by for so long, like because nobody ever questions anything because it's old. And the only times anybody brings up something about the Bible, like all the stories and all these things, it goes, well, it was made by man. And I was like, OK, mm -hmm. I think even with cryptids, it's all the same shit. It's it's been storyboarded up. It, it's been at like every time you create a story, you add things onto it later down the line. You make it more hyped up. You make it a better story. You finalize it like that's the interesting thing about kids. Kids don't are the worst people to talk to because they, they they have a story in their head. They have a thing and they're trying to find the best possible way to make it into a great story. So they're like, and then I went to the store and 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 I, I ran into a a, a gob a goblin and then you just start going. You're like, oh my god, what are you trying to say? And you figure out the <laughs> yeah. kid went to a freaking costume shop, saw a goblin costume, and then got scared and ran out. It was nothing like he was saying. He acted like he's ran into a real goblin. Maybe that's with cryptids. The first I saw a video a buddy of mine had sent to me and it was like it looked like a gorilla in like this open field. And it's like you could tell it's at somebody's house. So there's no way a gorilla is just walking around. But yeah. it stood up like Bigfoot and started walking. But the camera angle was so shit. I was like, we're in 2021. You're telling me you got a video of a Bigfoot and it looks like it was shot off something, a 2002 home fucking video. It doesn't make sense. So possibly fake. But it's like how many stories have just been hyped up to what we believe in now, like Jesus walking on water. I'm like, imagine if he was just standing in a shallow end of the water or something like yeah. that. You know, like it's all these things that end up getting told and told in multiple different variations where we don't know what to believe anymore. That's the only good part about technology is the fact that we'll have records of things. But even then, that can be skewed. Sometimes I see a video. Did you see the Wombo app? No. <laughs> I'll have to send it to you, but it takes your face from a photo, 
adds like moves these the eyebrows moves your lips moves this and has you sing to a song has you move like you would do a 3d <laughs> picture like you could rotate the picture yeah it does yeah. that in the video and it's a still shot of you i took a uh, picture of that my buddy did in a video i screenshotted it and i put it up to the wombo app and it has you morphed up to a song dude he was like how is this possible and i'm like technology is getting to the point where eventually you're going to have like they had a biden singing thriller and all that and i was like <laughs> oh, that's great i know for a fact was he sitting in the chair when he did it <laughs> well it was just, it, it gets you from like the neck up so oh, okay. but it works so insanely and it's funny as shit but it's also scary if like sooner or later you're gonna see a bunch of videos of people cropping up things like they could easily photoshop you saying a bunch of things that you did not say and then oh, yeah. you know we're living in this false reality like i was talking about before does your brain create a false reality when the world's already doing it itself like it's really hard to find what the truth is i think that's why there's like this big pool of like digging through the internet and like there was uh cancel culture on medusa yesterday medusa? you know medusa what? the apparent because her story isn't the best um she was raped by poseidon and then she ran to athena for help and athena was jealous of her because she had a crush on poseidon and next thing you know she uh turned her into this horrible snake-like creature when any man gazes upon her they turn to stone and then everyone's like this just shows the oppressive thumb of men i'm like what the fuck are we doing <laughs> that story is not true like we know gorgons yeah. don't exist. We know these we they might have seen something like a person with a snake on their head and been like, it's this. And then it just got morphed into. That's why I wish I had time travel abilities to just go back to the fucking moment it happened. First, I'd save JFK. Um, and then I would save him. I would go to yeah, all but who knows what kind of butterfly effect that would have. <laughs> nah, it's all right. It's just time. We can fix that. Doctor Strange yeah. did it. It was okay. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean the I won't even get started on the cancel culture. It's it, it's just it's ridiculous. I'm going to predict it now. I predicted it about like two weeks ago, too. I think it's going to get so ridiculous that eventually people are going to be like, fuck you. And then just going to go back to normal. But also, I talked to someone who told me cancel culture doesn't exist. And I'm like, I fucking think it does. But in his eyes, he's like, well, they'll never get work again. I'm like, yo, nobody's coming at Bill Cosby with a record deal. I can tell you that much. You know what I mean? There's a, yeah. there's a line to be drawn at some things, but at the same time, I think it's going to get so ridiculous where people aren't going to want Like even when Medusa was trending, it was like, what the fuck? Like now the world is so creepy. Like it's just, everyone's mind is like a squirrel with a nut trying to find the next nut. You know, like right now, stimulus checks are trending because people are starting to receive their stimulus checks, you know, but then Wells Fargo posted up this thing saying that they weren't going to process their payments as soon as possible. They were going to wait time. And it was like, okay, so now you have a bank that's refusing to give people immediate money like they're supposed to. They're going to wait and let the thing process. And I'm like, ah, the world is just having fun right now. What's the rule with cancel culture? Because it seems like uh, it's canceling everything from the past, yet you hear music like everyone brings up the Cardi B WAP song and and other, you know, rap songs or like some like metal bands that that's their shtick is being super offensive, but no one's saying shit about them. Is it because they're new and that's like a new thing and we only cancel out the past? It's, 
it's kind of a weird concept because you know, new things can get canceled too. It just depends how someone interprets something and then wants to put their spin on it. Like I've been almost canceled a couple of times, but I just tell them like, I'll say whatever the fuck I want only because I'm not popular. So canceling something that doesn't truly exist is just nuts. <laughs> um, but it's like a fact of like, so if I see uh, what do you call it? Um, Johnny Bravo is a show that could not be played today. Yep. There's a, a, a scene, there's multiple scenes that I could point out, but one good example is when he walked up to a chick and she was, you know, model status, you know, how Johnny Bravo always hits on the chicks and mm -hmm. he goes, huh, hey, honey, would you like a boyfriend? And she's like, um, I already have one. He goes, you look like the top that likes two. That can't <laughs> be said because that, uh, that is, I guess, uh, what they would say is um, inferring that she is of the sleep around type. Yeah. So it goes with anything. Like you can find things like um, my buddy posted up something about unicorns. He's like, I bet you unicorns will be canceled. And I'm like, yeah, because why when somebody is called a unicorn, it immediately in your head, what do you think? You mean an actual person being called a unicorn? Yeah. Like if someone goes, you're I've such never a, even heard of that. I, someone goes, something with the genitalia. If, I, if someone goes, you're such a unicorn, what do you think that it means? That doesn't mean you're one in a million. That means usually of the homophobic tendency qualities yeah. that someone can pull from that. So then when yeah. someone pulls that, that means that can be canceled. So it's all everyone's interpretation. I'm like, then if we're canceling that, why don't we cancel some religious stories? There's a fucking story that talks about a man that prayed to God because some children were making fun of him. And God sent down two bears to slaughter these kids. Like, what the fuck are... It, Cancel culture yeah. can hit anything. I can cancel. Coke was being. I honestly agree with a lot of people with what they were going with Coke. Um, Coke put out a whole uh, list of things of. It's called how to be less white. That's what they called it. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a good thing. How, like, come on. Like, and then like, there's old videos of Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson talking about how like a lot of times men feel threatened today because usually the topic or target is men who, of whiteness or white skin um, that are seem to be superior figures, which is not true, but that's how people, the media puts it. And then that's how people look at it. And then people want to take that person down, but now it hasn't just stopped there. It also attacks men in general, like mm -hmm. men. They're toxic. They're, you know, the whole thing with um, there was a trending hashtag on Twitter about women, you know, all women. It's all and it's like, what is that? And it's about domestic violence at home. And it's like, that's not always the case. Some like yeah. you talk about sexual assault. I've been sexually assaulted. I'm a guy. You know, it there's those, but they're not fighting for that. They're only fighting for the women, or that's the problem. My issue with feminism is like I like the the factor of that's there. I like I think it's supportive, but the 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 typical feminist you think of isn't a nice one. It's a very, very mm -hmm. drastic and very outrageous one. And I'm like, that's cancel culture, man. It's this whole yeah. idea of trying to you take an inference into something, you see something, and you feel the need to try and delete it or get it taken off because you're offended by it. But now people are trying to find offended things or trying to find something they could turn into offensive just to get attention you know and mm. Pepe Le Pew was canceled and I was like what the fuck I heard about that yeah <laughs> who gives a sh what are you doing in your life right now or what should you be doing in your life right now but you're focused on Pepe Le Pew like you mm -hmm. should maybe pay your fucking electric bill 
maybe like, I don't <laughs> get <a> job. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And it's like strange times we're living in and it's only getting stranger. And I think there's going to be a breaking point at one point and it's just going to push right back. So I don't know when that's going to be. Maybe I'm guessing yeah. December, maybe November, you know, around the holidays. People I like, hope I so, sure. for sure. I mean, it, it seems like even like with stand up comedians, like I, I feel bad for them. I mean, what, what are you allowed to do at this point? I mean, the, back in the early 90s, you had like Chris Rock and, and Eddie Murphy just killing it. And they could not do that nowadays with, you know, the way everything is. You can't tell jokes anymore. Like, what can you do as a comedian? Like, well, that's that. I, I think they get hit the worst. Well, part of, no, it started with them. They're not really getting hit the worst. It just started with them. It just makes it very hard to do a craft when someone wants to pick apart everything that you're saying and try and find a root evil in it that is necessarily not there. You know, a lot yeah. of stand-up comedy, especially back in the day, was pointing out obvious things you were meant to be like, oh, that's fucking horrible, and like laugh. You know, that's yeah. the point of it. The fact that you know that that's bad, you can laugh at that because you know it's so ridiculous. Like, don't mess with the zone best movie example that movie had so many things that could not be played today because of the way they acted in those films they made fun of islamic people they made but you knew it was all stereotypical so ridiculous that you knew for a fact in your head it was not real so you mm -hmm. laughed at it because that's the point it's supposed to laugh at obscurities or laugh at things that you know is not true but now it 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 brings to this point where people are afraid to say something. I know so many people that are like even getting guests for the podcast. I want a list of questions before I come on the show. Then I don't, I don't have a list of questions to ask you. And it's all yeah. in the fear of somebody will make you say something that you might not want out there, or you might get political. You might get something. And it's like, geez, like, Everyone's being afraid to say what they mean or you know, say something knowing that it's going to be a joke because it might offend somebody. It's like once you start trying to regulate how the world sees you, you're nobody in, on the earth is not everybody on earth is going to agree with you. You know, somebody's going to get upset at one thing you say. I could say, you know, today or the, the other day was Pi Day 3.14. And then people mm -hmm. are like, well, math killed my family and you're like what and it <laughs> you'll get that because it somebody might have a certain thing with that where that might correlate something with them but not everybody it's about kind of does the mass majority think this is horrible not just yeah. one person well i hope no one's offended but robbie happy pie day since it is pie day. <laughs> i thank you 3.145 <laughs> five i don't know the numbers go on and on yeah yeah just 3.14 <laughs> they'll, they'll understand i don't understand why numbers means like that's offensive there you go why don't we cancel 666 yeah but then we yeah, defend the I, satanists yeah exactly so i mean no matter what someone's gonna get offended so why don't you just let everyone do what they want unless unless you get real bad you know if you say start saying things that you know you shouldn't say as a as a particular person then i get it but if you're just i, I don't know I, it's just it's a horrible thing with this cancel culture i i don't understand it i don't know why people like dr freaking seuss is getting canceled like what the fuck is wrong with people i'm offended that the dude was eating green eggs and ham and he wouldn't accept the dude's offer that dude followed him on a boat followed him on a what's it on a i would not want it anywhere i would not want it on a boat i would not want it on a float i would not want it anywhere i don't know I haven't heard that book since I was like six. Yeah, I haven't either. You, you got more than I do. 
I'm pretty sure I wasn't even right. I know redfish, bluefish, <laughs> or one fish, two fish, redfish, bluefish. Now, is that one that's getting canceled? Probably down the line. Yeah, I mean, it is talking about colored fish, redfish, bluefish. Well, let's mean... start canceling everything. What else can we cancel in society? <laughs> let's cancel work. I'm sick of it. It offends me. I have to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. I'm offended. Most people already canceled it. Most people are just working from home now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love it when somebody I'm... complains about getting a stimulus check, and then it's like, but you spent it, didn't you? And like, yeah, but I didn't like it. And it's like, but what'd you buy? <laughs> it's like, I bought Versace shades. I bought a new purse. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's meant to pay your bills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. Trying to think of a really good topic that could be canceled. Hopefully not paranormal stuff. I'm offended at the paranormal. The fact that you're talking to actually, that's a very sketchy line too. Cause you could be canceled for that. Cause there's true crime podcasts that get canceled. Mm -hmm. And there's like things about the paranormal that get canceled because then you're saying that their loved one didn't go to heaven or hell. You're saying that they're stuck on this plane of internal damnation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are lines, too, because a lot of people do feel that, you know, paranormal investigation is exploiting the dead. But uh, I always feel it's kind of enhancing the history of whatever location uh, you're at, maybe getting an understanding that, you know, you go to like Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Everybody knows the history, but have no one actually talked to a patient that was there. You know, not everybody has. So I think it's a good idea to, to go to these places and actually get a perspective that you may not have heard already. Yeah, I mean, I think there's an important science to it. I'm not going to be the one that probably starts up a paranormal team, but I like that there's people out there that are doing. I just like as long as it doesn't bother me, then I'm fucking fine. You know what I mean? Like and yeah. what bothers me is very, very little. Like people that don't return their shopping carts at this grocery store back to oh, the I used to be a bagger and I did. I was a cart gatherer. I see someone doing it, I'll call them out. Unless, unless you're like 100 years old, then, you know, you get a pass. But, yeah, if you're not 100 years old, then fuck you if you don't take your cart back. But And then also people that stand in the middle of the aisle and, like, won't move out of your way. And then they give you a look of disgust when you walk past them. Like, you have to move out of their way. They look at you like, what's wrong with you? It's like, you're in the standing in the middle of the fucking aisle. And I have yeah. to lean up against the side and knock over every single bottle of chick-fil-a sauce that's possibly there to get mm -hmm. to the other side of you so i can continue my shopping and you're looking at me with disgust i'm like excuse <laughs> me moi the mysterious chick-fil-a sauce <laughs> i can't believe you've never had chick-fil-a sauce dude i don't i don't rock mustard man it's, a, it's like my it's not even it, do you like honey mustard no Okay. It's it's like a version of honey mustard. I think it's a little bit sweeter. The calorie content on it. Oh my God. I saw that. I was like, oh, I'm never eating Chick-fil-A sauce ever again. It's 160 <laughs> calories in a serving. I'm like, that's the Damn. same shit as like a dressing for a salad. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't rock mustard. I just, I, I can't do it. It's what just the, uh, I don't know, just seeing yellow stuff sitting I, there. <laughs> I just thought of the best thing. So your genetic ability you get is that you're able to see the paranormal, but then the downside of it is every time you like do that with your mouth, you lick your lips or you, you know, you, I don't know what that's, what is that called when you're doing that? Uh, I don't know, licking your lips or chewing obnoxiously. <laughs> I guess tasting your mouth, I would say. <laughs> that works. <laughs> every time you do that 
when you have to do it, at, like, I mean, like multiple times a day, it tastes like mustard. No, oh, no, no, no. No, you wouldn't no. see the paranormal for that. The hell no, no see, mustard. Dude. That's the only closest thing I can think of is that if you're going to get one thing, there has to be a side effect or there has to be something bad that goes with it. If you ask God for superpowers, he's got to take away one of your legs or he's got to do something drastic to match that, you know, because you can't have too much power or you'll be like Dr. Manhattan that no one can fucking yeah. stop you. Or Superman. I think he's the most boring character ever, but I know that's a controversial topic, but I, I would say in, in this case, I mean, seeing the paranormal a, a downside would be not being able to shut it off. So like you're, you wake up, you're taking a crap in the morning and there's some like pirate dancing around next to you, like staring at you. Like, like <laughs> I, I'm not down with that. <laughs> Maybe there's like, imagine if there was a time restriction on when you could be a ghost. So you can only, you have to be dead for at least 500 years and then you get to come back as a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be pretty crazy. I mean, I, I always find it interesting. Like if you were to go to a, a different like country where they speak a different language, how are the entities going to like talk to you? I don't even know how you'd interact with them because you'd go to like a, like a, a, a common one that everyone wants to go to is the uh, suicide forest in Japan uh, to do an investigation there. But I'm thinking like, well, you'd need a translator because you know, you're not going to know what the fuck anyone's saying. Like you'll be asking English questions to the spirit, you know, at the spirit box, you would need a translator there for the spirits to be able to, you know, understand what you're saying. And then, you know, to reciprocate, you would also need that same translator. So it's, it's kind of a, an odd thing to think about. You know, so I would assume a time frame would be the same scenario because I mean, what they, how they talk back in like the 1100s is going to be different than how, you know, we talk now. I'm sure there's different uh you know words that they use that you know we wouldn't wouldn't understand but even mostly ghosts are like to the ones that speak are rare like most of the time ghosts are just being seen and they can't say words because it, it probably takes a lot to break through that veil um you, your job would be a thousand times easier if you went to japan because the way that they talk about the spirits of their ancestors, it's in the samurai blades that they carry down through their family. So instead of going to a haunted location, you just have to go to a place with a, a samurai sword and, you know, talk to it yeah. and spirit box it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are haunted uh, um, things. I know some people collect them. I know uh, Tom in our group always tries to collect uh, different haunted items. I'm like, I'm not bringing any of that shit into my house there's you, no way no can you imagine if you had a guardian spirit that was with you throughout your whole entire life the one like we were saying in the beginning that protects you from all the dangers and stuff imagine if it wasn't like you could choose it or do you think it would be gifted upon you like imagine if you got a spanish guardian angel and you do not speak spanish yeah oh my god this is the word i don't know how to communicate with the person that, like we talk about guardian angels they everyone mm. always says that it must be your guardian angel Maybe it's a spirit of like your ancestor yeah. that wants the lineage to continue. Yeah, just like a spiritual ally. That's that's why I'm trying to figure out what this Tony thing is. If it's a, a spiritual ally, or you know, if he's a prick that's trying to trying to mess with me, I don't know. Uh, I've been banned from doing spirit box sessions in our house though, because <laughs> every time uh, I do that, it seems like the activity kind of intensifies, and you know, sometimes we're woken up at like two or three in the morning, uh, so. It's not a good thing when you have a pregnant wife, but 
to, to be messing around with that at the house. You got to do a seance or something to be able to like bring that spirit out. You need to get some real like footage, some super clear evidence of like, this is like a monster. This is a thing for, I mean, would you want to open up a, a portal or something to another dimension and just not be able to close it? I think that's probably the biggest fear for a lot of people is like when you're summoning something, something might go wrong or break through the veil or something that you mm -hmm. can't put back, like kind of like some stranger thing shit. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of how my first paranormal uh, experience was, was uh, it was during a, a summer summoning session because I, I didn't believe in the shit. And uh, it was at a cemetery. And I think I told you about it before. Um, we definitely uh, summoned something and it came through. And yeah, it was it scared the crap out of me. That was probably 15 years ago. And I just never I just tried to shut it off and just act like yeah, it would never happen. And then uh, I was recently talking about it. Um, like a year or so ago. And that's what kind of got me into investigating was, all right, well, you know, this happened. Hopefully this is the worst thing that could happen. Um, so I felt a little more comfortable like, yeah, okay, now I'm talking about it. Now I kind of want to go and explore it more. You need to bring back that mayor from DC that smoked crack. I mean, allegedly smoked crack. I'm not sure what happened here, Robbie. Uh, your picture can, went away. Can you hear me still? I can still hear you. Can you see me? I can see you. Your light on your okay. screen went off, though. There he goes. There it is. I don't know what the hell happened there. That was weird. <laughs> there was that guy from D.C. that was reelected after caught smoking crack. And they were like, were you smoking crack in that? Like, what was in that pipe? He goes, nobody knows what was in that pipe. I'm like, you just fucking. OK, but he got elected again. <laughs> forgot his name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, talk to that guy and get it, figure out if he smoked crack, actually. You know, I would like to yeah. speak to Spears because I have questions I want answers to. We have perspectives of things that we don't understand. I just was listening to a podcast with the, the they call him the pod father, the guy who kind of started it all. Um, not Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be a guy named Adam Curry. Uh, he kind of started the beginnings of podcasting, I would say, for a lot of people. But he would just mention that how he was talking to Steve Jobs about, you know, getting the podcast and everything. That's why it's strictly on Apple. Apple's like the best, uh, I would say, gateway or exit uh, when it comes to podcasts because it's like where all the platforms go through Apple. Um, because yeah. he had a thing with Steve Jobs. But the issue was initially in the blueprint. It wasn't, it wasn't, I guess, added into the clause of like, oh, podcasts are just going to be an Apple type of thing. That's why it's mainly on Apple because they added into the blueprint. Hey, it's going to be like kind of like your Apple is going to be the best source for podcasts. We're going to kind of mm -hmm. own this market. And it was like, see, I would have never known that. I was always wondering why it was always on Apple. It's easier to do podcasts on Apple. Why do they have more apps to distribute like uh, Anchor, for instance? distributes to like nine different platforms and any other one only just does its main one like buzzsprout just does buzzsprout you know they don't go mm -hmm. off to other side things Castbox does Castbox, but anchor does you know spotify uh anything you can really name of and i'm like but damn it's because it's owned by the freaking market i would have never known that perspective so what perspectives in life are we missing right now oh yeah i mean the, the only hard part when you uh, can, you know, do the paranormal investigations and, and try to connect and uh, communicate with entities is it, it's, it takes so much energy for them to to be able to come through a spirit box or to be able to intelligently touch a REM pod to answer your questions. Uh, so it's hard because you only get glimpses of it. 
it would be nice to have some kind of technology. And hopefully, I mean, it, it's developed at some point where you can actually have a full-blown conversation and not just snippets here and there of, uh, of a conversation. Um, and I think at that point, I mean, you could use paranormal investigation to solve murders because you could talk to the person that was murdered and say, hey, who killed you? And they could come through and say, it was this asshole. So, I mean, it, it definitely is a, a science, uh, an atypical science, I would say, but it's a, definitely a science that if it gets expanded upon, um, it could open doors that people don't even think of. Imagine you're a ghost and you're talking to one of your ancestors and you're trying to tell them where their uh, or predecessors to where maybe your treasure where it's buried and yeah. you're like, it's buried underneath. A, and then a hand just grabs you and pulls you back into the veil. And you're like, what the fuck? And it's a dude in a suit. And he goes, you had 20 seconds. <laughs> I gave you yeah, 20 exactly. Seconds. Now you got to wait 100 years before you get another 20 seconds. So you have to wait 100 <laughs> years sitting on the idea of where your treasure is buried. And then you find out someone to kill off your whole entire bloodline. You should only be able to communicate to your own bloodline. You shouldn't be able to communicate to everybody else. Like that doesn't make sense that we can see other ghosts that they're not part of our family. Like you should have a distinct connection. That would make the most sense because if a spirit is coming back from the dead and it was your family member, you would have like blood or DNA or something that was attached to that person where you would still see them, you know, rather than just seeing a random person like Al Capone or something like that. You're like, I'm fucking, I'm not related to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but I mean, it, and, uh, spiritual sense though they don't really have dna anymore they're just kind of energy so that, i think that's why they're there's no stipulation like you can only communicate to these people but not these people like i think it's just uh you know it's just an energy thing for the most part but going to the family thing um in talks uh my great-grandfather owned a restaurant from the 1950s until i think he sold it in like 1989 and I'm talking to the current owner, trying to, you know, get set up a time where we can actually go and investigate the location. And I know, uh, you know, my great grandfather, I was probably like maybe four or five when he passed away. But uh, my my great aunt worked there. My great uncle worked there. Um, my grandma worked there. So I want to test the hypothesis when I go there where. Do you have to necessarily be dead in order for essence to be around at a location that you you know were frequently at so my my grandma she's still alive i mean she's in a nursing home and everything but i want to see if it's possible to be able to communicate with her at this restaurant since she spent so much time there maybe part of her essence was imprinted at that location just a, a theory that i'm kind of working on i feel bad for any person that's been to a thrift store and bought an old dead guy's pants because <laughs> if that's true that is some scary shit oh yeah yeah <laughs> you put the pants on and then your legs just go crazy because you can't control it <laughs> imagine if you would have to like if we were in this time dimension where anything spiritual or paranormal if a person dies whatever that is closely they're attached to or connected to such as their shirt such as their pants such as their whatever they died in wherever they died around you'd have to burn those objects because if somebody touched those they immediately became that person not like facial wise but like personality traits you know you just picked up like you know you put on yeah. old dead guy's pants and actually you know you're you're loving sailing you're loving fucking building sandcastles and shit you mm -hmm. never wanted to do before but you adopted his traits 
Yeah, yeah, it is possible too. I I, I watched uh, one of the. I, I don't watch a lot of the paranormal shows, but one that I do watch is called The Dead Files, and um, they what it is is they go to a location. They, there's a psychic, and then there's a guy who does the investigation side of it. He's a former uh, New New York police officer, so they work separately. And she goes to a location not knowing anything about it and kind of picks up on on what's uh, what happened, the history of the location or what's going on currently. And then the the new the cop will work during the day. He'll you know interview people about the location and find out the history of the location. And then at the end, they go to get, you know together and work with the family to kind of say what's going on at the location and. Um, you know what steps you can do to if it's like a malevolent energy that's you know oppressing someone they try to go over steps that you can do to kind of get rid of that and there was an episode where there was a child uh at a house and there was a portal in his closet that the psychic uh, picked up on and they kept getting shadow creatures coming out of it and all kinds of crazy stuff and the kid was starting to behave like really badly and they found out that there was a malevolent spirit there of a guy who was like a bank robber and rapist and just a horrible person. And there, the, the psychic said that you need to work with, uh, I forget what they're called, but there's people that will have an energy, intentionally have an energy attached to them to get it away from, you know, a kid or whatever. And then they're, they are trained in order to get rid of it. So uh, the kid, they asked, well, what happens if we don't do this? And they said the kid would eventually become that person, that, that rapist, that, you know, bank robber and just become a horrible person and be that person. So it is possible that that, that can happen. God damn, never a positive story, man. <laughs> maybe maybe ghosts are getting, <laughs> maybe ghosts are getting misconfused or whatever with uh imaginary friends maybe they're the nice ghosts are the imaginary friends because they want to actually help your kid fucking with math and shit not try and take over his body yeah i mean there's good energies for sure i mean i think the majority are good energies like there we went to the grand midway hotel and there was a there was a woman named Martha Minnie uh, Serwinski, and uh, in 1911, uh, it was July 4th, 1911, she uh, was watching the fireworks show, and she had a brutal death. One of the fireworks got caught in the steel piping and blew up and nearly decapitated her, and she died at the hotel. But we were interacting with her, and she was like a real playful spirit. Like she was just an 18-year-old girl that's there and wants to interact and is a kind of a warm energy, even though she had a brutal death. God damn. Yeah. And I mean, there's other spirits like at Anchorage Mansion. Um, the main spirit was uh, Eliza. I can't remember her name. That was one of my first investigations. But uh, she just she died at the house and she just never wanted to leave because her husband built her that house. And she died one year after the construction was done. So the theory is that she just never wanted to leave because she wanted she never had a chance to enjoy her house while she was alive. So she's like a, a warm spirit um, when you interact with her. She's like a real nice, you know, caring spirit. Yeah, a lot of people like to think that like uh, haunted places, especially where there's like a lot of death. It's probably like like some crazy like there's a tree with a skeleton hanging off the branches. No hotels, man. Anybody I've ever talked to has worked in the hotel businesses. I'm like, how many deaths have you come across working at the hotel? And they're like four or five. I've had three in the three or four years I worked at the hotel. We had uh, no four people die. 
One girl yeah. killed herself. And then is that the pizza one? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was terrible too. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, at least you didn't let a good pizza go to waste. You know? Did you go in that room? Yes. It's like, wh where's everything that was in the room? Well, I threw it out. It's like, oh shit. Trying to convince a cop <laughs> you didn't girl didn't kill herself. Okay. Um, yeah, but I mean, dude, I'm telling you. It's it's strange, man. The fact that like even with life, people say life is so precious. It is precious, but at the same time, is one that's filled with misery less than one that's filled with nothing but joy. Hmm. We constitute it as a life of happiness and everything you could ever want is better than a life of misery and pain. But depending on who you are, you might like that type of thing you know you might enjoy a life of hardships and a life of struggling and a life of that because it helps you push forward maybe more to succeed you know the idea that like i know my cousin said it best um when i had a couple friends you know uh during like the past year hurt like you know end themselves uh he was like is that person weak and everything i've learned was like that's weak if you do that but then you really start looking down to the concept of it and goes, maybe they're actually strong because they couldn't handle the pain anymore. And that's such a drastic act, you know, to be able to yeah. do something like that to yourself. And it made me think of it in a whole different way. You know, death is something that is we barely understand as much as we barely understand about life, you know, and it's crazy to say that there's no such thing as ghosts or paranormal because then you're completely dismissing the fact that there's a lot that we don't understand there's holes that need to be filled and we're just taking shots in the dark every time we do try and make a, a choice or assumption well i think uh as far as believing things or, or you know throwing things out uh you and i kind of have a similar take on things where okay, you know, you had uh, that one guy come in and, you know, really talk about Christianity and, and stuff to that extent. Um, there's no way that you can disprove that. So I, I don't know if that's right. I don't know if it's wrong. I can't say that your, you know, beliefs are, you know, horseshit because I don't know. And that's the same with anything. It's like, if you don't know, you can't completely dismiss it. Um, just like with the, the birds not being real guy that... <laughs> that uh that whole topic i mean i had owned a bird you know i've owned several birds so i, I kind of think that they're real but i mean I, I can't say that you know they're not just some kind of thing that's like a camera for an alien or whatever his theory was i mean i, I like to say that i can believe in anything and i'm open-minded to anything and i think once you open your mind to things that's when you notice things that you haven't noticed before like with the whole paranormal thing, I uh, kind of closed that off when I when we did the summoning thing in the uh, cemetery years ago, but it it started reopening whenever we moved into this house because I've noticed I started noticing activity, and then I started noticing it more and more, and then I became a member of this team and started going to these locations, and now I feel like I can go to any location and you know at least pick up on the energy, um, and it's it's kind of weird once you open your mind to things, it's like the you slowly remove that veil that's, you know, shrouding over your face and covering your eyes. And I think it's definitely uh, something just to keep an open mind. You can be skeptical and have a skeptical brain, but keep that open mind. I like that.
open mind, you know, open up your mind to new things to play an Eagle CD. If you really feel a need to, <laughs> I wouldn't, but <laughs> still, um, yeah, I wouldn't either, but you know, if you're, if you want to rocks in hotel, California, that's, uh, that's oh, your prerogative. <laughs> one song that they have, that's actually okay. And even then it's annoying <laughs> after the second play, um, yep. <laughs> Mikey, uh, where can people find, uh, the paranormal team, the page, the documentaries where they can see your wonderful writings. Uh, well, we were bumping the night society. We are on Facebook, Instagram. I know I always rip on it. We're on TikTok. Uh, I think we got a Twitter going now, uh, WordPress. Uh, we just released, it's, a, it's been about a month now. We released our first documentary evidence release. It's called Discombobulated in the Dark. It's about our time at Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Uh, we're working on the Bel Air Demon House. We're analyzing the evidence from there. Uh, we're going to release a documentary, I'm hoping, in May or June. Then we're going to work on Hillview Manor and uh, just keep uh, keep trying to release as many documentaries as possible. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much our presence. If you, you want to TikTok it up, we're on there. And that has been the wise words of... What's your Mr. Rogers name again? I was trying to say it. <laughs> Mr. Bowser's Neighborhood. <laughs> Mr. Bowser's Neighborhood. Stay tuned for another episode.